Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and I'm joined today by Shamika Shaw. Today, we are chatting about taking action to be the best version of ourselves and essential oils. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. If this is your first time here listening to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast, a big welcome. And if it's not your first time listening, thank you and welcome back. Shamika Shaw has been a registered nurse for 11 years. She is a mother to two awesome kids and an avid learner. Shamika earned her MBA in 2020 and is currently in school working towards her master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. She understands firsthand the complexities of trauma, abuse, the stigma of mental health, and the disconnect that happens between the Christian and secular world regarding healing and holistic health. Shamika is a certified soul care practitioner and biblical life coach and a functional nutrition counselor. Shamika, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. All right. Hello, Cindy. Thank you for having me. So excited to talk with you today. I have to tell you before we even get started that I really admire that you just earned your MBA and you're also in school now with your family because I've done that, been in school with a family and that takes determination and dedication. Thank you. Yes, it's it's definitely been part of that um that journey and, and learning to go with the ebbs and flows of life and the twists and turns. So yeah, so and speaking of the the ebbs and flows of life, I would really like to get your take on what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Um, I would say personally, um, what that means to me and what it's meant to me is really removing the limitations um, and expectations in life. Um, I have found that uh, my life has taken lots of uh, twists and turns that I didn't expect that it would take. But understanding one of the kind of sayings that I, I like is that our detours don't determine our destinations. Um, and so there are some areas that weren't planned because sometimes we think that we can have this perfect plan cut out. But it's really, um, like I said, removing those limitations and expectations and not being so critical of myself and others along this journey called life and being able to take off the, the expectations of time that we also have placed on ourselves and that we need to be in a particular spot in our lives by a certain age, because a lot of times those are self-imposed um, or imposed by society, culture, or families, but um, that it's okay. I love that, Shamika. I saw something the other day on social media and it was, it was like a meme, but it was saying, you know, Let's don't talk about the, you know, under 40 list. Let's talk about the women, you know, who are getting their MBAs and they're getting starting businesses and they're doing all these things that, like you were just saying, society may have said, oh, you needed to have done that at a much younger age. But here we are. 
Yes, actually, yes. And that's funny because I'm actually going to be going to a birthday party to my best friend later this evening. And she's just 38, but she started talking about, you know, feeling, you know, like she's getting older because it's close to 40. And um, I'll actually be turning 40 this year. And I actually started getting excited because I'm like, when you think about it, you know, in hindsight, even if someone were to have, you know, live until they were 80, well, 40 is just the halfway mark. And so it's like, we have to kind of get out of that mindset that, you know, we've, we've hit a certain age or we've arrived to a certain point because it's not about that. It's about the growth and transformation and the life that happens in between. Oh, absolutely. And I loved you that you said that life in between. So I would love to hear your journey to becoming a soul care practitioner and a biblical life coach. You know, what is the backstory behind that? And maybe just talk about what is a soul care practitioner. Okay, yes, of course. So, um, so as um, yet mentioned, I've been a nurse for 11 years. As a little girl, I actually thought I wanted to become a lawyer. And somehow along the way, by the time I got to college, um, nursing, it became, I always liked helping people um, at the core um, of who I am. Um, and so nursing became um, that career. And um, and a couple of years ago, I'd say about 2017, I kind of felt the shift happen internally. I didn't understand why. I was raised Christian, but not necessarily in church. Um, but I started developing my relationship with God right before that in like 2016. Um, and so I kind of, like I said, I, I had this shift inside and this discomfort, like I love being a nurse, but I knew that there was something more um, that was starting to bubble up. And I really started going on this journey with God and asking, you know, what was my bigger purpose um, in life? And uh, through a variety of, of dreams um, and just conversations with God, um, I came into uh, life coaching there was a vision to open up an outreach center for women who deal with abuse and addictions um, because it's one of the areas that I, I really have a heart for. Um, and so that led into my journey of looking up how that came to be. And, um, and actually this kind of goes back to that exploring seasons because I told God at the time that I wasn't going back to school um, for any type of psychology degree or anything like that. And here I am several years later, but um. But it started with the biblical life coaching um, and understanding that, you know, sometimes it's more than just our own experiences that we are able to draw on, but actually being able to get, you know, better training and understanding. Um, and so I came across some things that allowed me to get training. And then the Soul Care Practitioner um, actually was a program that I came across that got it put in front of me. Um, as I started exploring things that were more led by God instead of me just doing them um, in life, what I have found is, is some of the achievements that I had were me actually trying to validate myself and my worth um, and getting that value from those external things and not necessarily that I needed to have them. You know, I love learning, but, you know, that was part of my healing journey as well. And so the soul care practitioner is um, someone who really comes along individuals um, to help them deal with some emotional blockages that they have, but do it from a biblical standpoint as well. Uh, and so, and even during that process, um, it allowed me to go through some healing as well um, as I've um, 
kind of briefly mentioned, you know, I've had a history of dealing with abuse uh, myself over the years. Um, and so God had let me know that no matter how spiritual I thought that I was, I needed to deal with some soul issues and that he was concerned about not only myself, but humanity as a whole and gaining that fullness of healing, um, not just spiritually or physically, but also with those soul care issues that we have and sometimes don't like to deal with. So is a soul care practitioner like a spiritual director? Yes. So it would be something similar to, um, if I had to compare it um, to another discipline, I would say like um, maybe a Christian counselor. Um, okay. Per se, um, like I mentioned, I am in school for clinical mental health counseling um, to become an actual licensed therapist. Um, but to be able to pull from um, biblical principles and understanding that um, there are some things that we are able to help individuals with, I'm able to help individuals with when it comes to some um, emotional blockages and, and inner healing and deliverance. So, Shamika. If we want to be a better person, mm-hmm. you know, we have to do the heavy lifting ourselves. We have to actually do the work and take that action. What are three or four tips for someone who may be listening that are ready to just take to take action? Um, I would say to really become a better version of ourselves is one is understanding that our identity is in our being and not in our doing. Um, I think we have been taught so much that our worth or our value is wrapped up into all the busyness in the doing and not really understanding who we are individually um, as a person. Um, And um, being willing to uh, take the steps to heal Um, You know, I know that not every single person has endured trauma per se, um, but just from my observations in life as a nurse, just in general, society as a whole, there's a lot of things that uh, we have been taught incorrectly, even growing up that need some adjustments and um, us understanding that uh, inner healing is um, necessary, I think, for every single person at some level or another. And that inner transformation and healing will allow us to then that overflow of life into every area, every, excuse me, other area of life, not settling. Um, number three, knowing that there's more for each of us to have and to do, um, and that we're worth the more, um, and just surrounding ourselves with the right people, you know, relationships are important in life. And I think we have to, make sure that we're cultivating healthy um, relationships with individuals. I think those are wonderful tips because when you talked about willing, you know, sometimes you're right. It may not necessarily be trauma, but we still have to be willing to do that inner healing. And sometimes we want to push back against Mm -hmm. it because we're having to feel those feelings. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I've, uh, it's not always I was just talking with someone and, and talking about um, healing and how it's not always comfortable, <laughs> but the beauty um, that's on the other side of that is so wonderful. So we just have to to know that it's that it's OK and that it's normal to to go through that process. 
Now, you may have already touched on this a little bit, but the, you know, and I'm thinking about the, you'll be good enough when, you know, you lose 20 pounds or you get that promotion or can afford that house or get that certification. And that just kind of shows up in our lives in so many different ways. And one of those is that using the when, you know, and using that then. But how do we choose to live a life in alignment? And like I said, I think you may have really touched on those, but do you have anything to, else to say on that? Um, when it comes to alignment, I think um, that everyone, is, it may be a little different for everyone. Um, I know that we've talked about spirituality. Um, for me personally, um, I do talk about God, but that's the basis of uh, what I I know to be true in the foundation. Um, and so for me, understanding alignment has come into that alignment with our original identity, our identity as uh, beloved children of God um, and citizens in his kingdom um, and understanding that, um, yes, as humans, we're going to like have this need to be accepted. Um, we're going to have this desire for the provision and for the protection and, and are going to try to seek those things in so many places and in other people, but we will never be fully satisfied. But when we understand um, our alignment with, with that particular identity, like I said, as a, as a child of God who was loved beyond measure and that he looks at and wants to take care of, um, you know, not condemn, not shame, um, and that we're able to receive that love because sometimes um, when we don't have that correct view of ourselves and even of God, then um, that can bring us out of alignment and not understanding just how loved we are. And it's that love that uh, will transform us, you know, in in life. Um, and so, you know, we, we look at, you know, when a car is out of alignment, you know, you, you can feel it's a little rougher. Um, when our bodies are out of alignment, um, it doesn't function as properly as it should be. But um, when we have that proper alignment, um, it's important because then we, we we will understand that we don't need the validation from the certifications or, you know, if it's taking a little longer to achieve whatever it is that we're trying to achieve or get the house, that it's okay. It doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. Um, it just may not be the timing, but we know that we're still taken care of in that process of getting to those places and things. Thank you for talking about that. I know that whoever's listening is going to really hear what you're saying because you've said some things that just like really hit home for me. So I'm, I'm loving our conversation. If we talk about letting go, what does that mean to you? Um, Letting go is being willing to surrender. <laughs> it's sometimes the hardest thing for us to do, but it's the best thing to do. I kind of went through uh, the season of learning uh, this process of releasing, relaxing and receiving. And it's being able to release those things that, you know, I don't have control over, you know, because sometimes we overwhelm ourselves because we, we expect and are wanting everything to be a certain way or perfect or, you know, we have these expectations. And so it's being willing to release those expectations. And then in the midst of that, not worrying and not stressing and relaxing, but then being able to receive 
those blessings and the things that I need to receive because I'm not so focused on trying to hold on to something that I shouldn't be holding so tight onto. Um, and it's, um, and the letting go is also, um, like I said, vulnerability because we have been taught to be strong a lot of times. Um, I think both as women and, you know, as men, um, and there's this sense of weakness around um, letting go or, or being vulnerable and saying that we need help. And I think that's another piece of it that we um, have to understand that it's okay to need help. We were built to, to function um, in society, in community, in relationship um, with one another. And so letting go is understanding that it's okay that, you know, we have others that are able to come alongside of us to help. You said release, relax, and receive, mm-hmm. and letting, and part of letting go is asking for help. Mm-hmm. I'm just wanting everybody to hear yes. that because that's good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I've, I've, um, I, it was always like I grew up and, um, it was kind of like this big polar opposites of how I was taught growing up as a young girl. I was taught to be a strong, independent woman, um, and not have to rely on a man for anything. But on the flip side of that, there was like this kind of, um, thought process of women being weak. Um, and it was like, totally conflicting messages. But, you know, growing up, you know, I became very independent, you know, and a good work ethic, which I'm happy about, but sometimes to the fault to where it became striving, like I said, and it was understanding and and even going through a season of depression and being told, you know, well, you know how to pray, you know how to do this, you're a strong person. And it was like, in that moment, I didn't want to hear that I was a strong person because I was falling apart, you know, and actually having someone to see me as me, not that strong woman that has accomplished all of these things, but the person who really is crying out and is needing help um, in that moment. And so, so yeah, so I think it's very important because, you know, we don't want to always ask for help um, because we feel like it's going to make us look weak. Or when we do ask for help, because of like culture and society, people like response has been, um, but you're strong, you know, you, you just got to put your big girl panties on. And it's like, yeah, sometimes we have to do that. But sometimes, you know, we have to stop and really listen and hear people and see people. That is a powerful message because I think that I grew up maybe like you did mm-hmm. where, you know, brought up to be independent and be strong for everybody else mm-hmm. And then at different times in my life when I've needed help, so to speak, you know, not feeling like I could reach out and say that because I didn't want to appear weak because I'd been perceived as strong. Yes. Yeah. Love that. I'm going to change the direction just a little bit because I know that, you know, you've got your wellness practice and I'm really interested in essential oils So I was hoping we could talk about how you lose, how you use essential oils in your, in your practice. Okay. Yes. So I started utilizing, um, 
I, I currently uh, utilize doTERRA, but um, essential oils was something that I had started using a couple of years ago um, on and off. Um, I have a son that was diagnosed with ADHD um, and I suspected in his earlier years. Um, and so I was trying to find some healthier ways of, of helping him with that. And so that was kind of my introduction to them. And so now how I use them now is in working with clients um, as making suggestions um, of different um, essential oils, because it's an area that our bodies will respond to it because of the receptors that we have. And um, they are all natural. And, you know, it's something that we can utilize um, internally as well as being able to apply them topically and to be able to diffuse them. But, you know, of course, you have to be mindful of which ones you get if you're going to definitely be taking them internally because um, you want to make sure that you have ones that are um, just pure oils um, without any additions to them. So if you had to give like, I don't know, your top three oil suggestions for a journaling practice, because I love journaling and I think it's so helpful for people to get their thoughts out on paper. What oils would you recommend for that? Um, the ones that I typically will use and, um, and great advice with the journaling because it, it is a very powerful practice um, is lemon, peppermint, and um, there's a blend that I use called adaptive, but I love lemon or citrus oils in general because they're more uplifting um, oils um, and peppermint is great with focus oil. And then the adaptive is it's um, it's a blend that it has um, lavender and wild orange in it um, as well as spearmint and rosemary. But I will say that the, the biggest ones that I probably do recommend quite a bit is uh, lemon and peppermint. I love, you know, putting a couple of drops of peppermint on my hands. It's like, like, for example, getting ready for a podcast and just rubbing my hands and then just smelling that because it just kind of like livens yes. me up and everything. Yeah. Yes. So what's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months and why? Um, biggest surprise for me is I ended up taking my first plane ride the end of January. So I do mentorship um, with a lady and have been doing it uh, group sessions for a couple of months. And then we shifted to one-on-ones. And so she had a retreat uh, that was happening the end of January. I wasn't anticipating going, but we talked about it. And I said, you know, so it'd be nice to be able to go because I've never been on a plane before. And uh, sure enough, I had the opportunity to go. And uh, it was great time to be able to uh, get away, have that time of refreshing and just the plane ride itself, because um, the theme of the retreat was dream bigger. Um, and it was talking about soaring with God and, uh, and the fact that uh, it was, like I said, my, my first plane ride and my business itself, when I started out um, on this journey about four years ago, the original name of the business was Keys to Soar. So there was so much that kind of clicked and came that I knew it was really a divine appointment um, that I didn't know was going to happen. <laughs> so where did you go? Uh, I went to St. George, Utah, and I live oh. in Florida. Yeah, nice. Now, I have not been to Utah, but I hear that it is beautiful out there. 
Yes, it definitely was a different. Um, being from the East Coast of Florida, I um, I love the water, <laughs> um, but it was nice being able to see the mountains um, and just the change of scenery. Um, so yes, it was it was definitely an experience. So now, do you have a favorite book? Now it could be on any topic, or a favorite podcast, or a favorite quote that you would like to to share. Um. I think the biggest one, I was kind of like thinking about that. And it's funny because I never thought that I was, would be an avid reader <laughs> growing up, but I've found as I've gotten older, I have a couple of books going at the same time. But as far as books, um, I actually, um, I love the Bible. Um, and I love the Bible in that it really is a manual for everything in life. It has given me uh, wisdom in times of healing, just everything. Um, and I can go over it and there's so much depth to it. And I just love being able to just sit and get more and more revelation out of, you know, even one particular verse, um, just because it, it is really a, a living, a living book. Um, and in that, um, the verse that I'll just read, um, is uh, 3 John uh, 1 and 2, and it says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. Um, and that was um, has been one of the, the verses that's a cornerstone um, in me understanding um, God's heart for us and my uh, mandate in the earth to help people restore wholeness um, and because he loves us and cares about our totality, you know, not just our spiritual well-being, but um, being healthy in our bodies and in our emotions. Thank you for for sharing that. And you know, I just I realized that we haven't even talked that you're also a functional nutrition counselor. So we'll have to come back for that <laughs> at another date. The one of the things I wanted to ask before we wrap up is if you could go back and thank your 18-year-old self, what would you thank her for? Um, I thank her for never giving up, um, for pushing through all of the tough times um, and just, just always knowing that there was more ahead, even if she didn't quite understand. Oh my gosh, Shamika, that touched my heart. Thank you. Can you tell our listeners where to find you on social media, your website? Yes. So um, I'm pretty much across Instagram and Facebook um, as my name, uh, Shamika Shaw. Um, and uh, my website as well is shamikashaw.com. Um, and it's S H A M E K A H. S-H-A-W um, dot com. So. All right. And I will have all that in the show notes. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's been my pleasure, Cindy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 
Leaving a rating and review helps to improve rankings in iTunes. It shows engagement, which may attract sponsors, and it is essential for the podcast to be discovered by new listeners. Plus, it would mean the world to me. Thanks again. Until next time, live inspired.